It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know who that's? From the playlikeajet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And we are going to break down the film of Jacob Martin The Jets' newest edge rusher He's going to be an important part of this Jets defensive line And I think he's going to be great insurance for Carl Lawson Which is something that the Jets desperately need They didn't have it last year, now they do Same way that they had insurance At tackle with Morgan Moses Now they've got it with Jacob Martin And we're going to go through his all 22 With the Thunder from Down Under The man who does all of our film Over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel YouTube.com slash Play Like a Jet Mr. Luke Grant Luke, what's up, brother? Not too much Uh, Looking forward to breaking down some Jacob Martin Definitely a deep group up front now The edge position You get Vinnie Curry back Hopefully he can stay on the field Bryce Huff at full strength. You're getting, um, obviously, Carl Lawson back as well. So it's shaping up to be a pretty nice group and room, and I'm, I'm excited to watch them play. Let's start with what I think is one of the more interesting aspects of Jacob Martin's game, and that's the fact that he seems to be able to function very well on either side of the field, the left or the right. Yeah, he's going to be a versatile piece, and that's going to be important because the Jets aren't going to use him as a starter. He's going to be a sub-package guy, third down situational rusher so you're not going to have that continuity that a guy like Carl Lawson will have on the right side of the defensive line so being able to attack from both sides is going to be a huge plus so a huge plus for him he's really able to implement similar moves from both sides of the line of scrimmage and that's what I like it isn't that, that he just kind of has the ability to stand up on both sides and rush the passer it's more nuanced than that when you flip from one side to the other everything is like looking in a mirror and it's flipped on its head. The same as a tackle going from left to right tackle. And I'm sure we'll talk about that moving forward in future podcasts with George Fan and the possibility of that happening. It's also very true for a rusher. So it's a nice uh, piece of versatility to have uh, for Jacob Martin. And it impressed me because the Jets are going to need that. He's going to need that. And he's a very similar rusher to Bryce Huff. So they can also be very interchangeable. So I like how that group's coming together. Luke, let's talk about how Jacob Martin wins. And the first thing I want to discuss is the cross-chop move. That seems to be his favorite, and he's very effective with it. That is his baby, without a doubt. That's his favorite pass rush move. If you look at the first game he played for the Houston Texans, it was a primetime game, Sunday night football, week one of 2020, uh, against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And he was pretty solid all around but the play that stood out was the sack that he had on Mahomes and of course it's him screaming around the edge with this kind of cross chop now 
He's very nuanced with his hand usage and he always has a plan. For those who don't know what a cross chop is, it's when you kind of take a wide arc. You're going to use your inside leg to propel yourself away from the uh, offensive tackle to give yourself more space. And as you're doing that almost basketball Euro step footwork, you're going to chop down with your inside arm. So if he's rushing from the right defensive end spot, his left arm is going to chop and try and land on the backside of the tackle's elbow. That then allows him to eliminate the hands. He can wrap the other arm around the shoulder and then slingshot himself into the backfield. He is an excellent uh, exponent and uses that move fantastically well. Uh, He does it from both sides, as we mentioned. There was a stretch during the 2021 season last year where Jacob Martin had sacks in three straight games against the Tennessee Titans, the Miami Dolphins, and then the New York Jets. And two of those three moves... You guessed it. They're on the cross chop as well. He just, he understands his location of his hands. Uh, He makes sure that he's always hitting his target points, whether it be the wrist, whether it be the elbow, but I do really like his usage of his offhand. So as I kind of mentioned, he'll wrap that arm around the tackle and then allow that to turn the corner at a sharper angle and not end too deep in the backfield. But then he'll stack another move on top of it. He'll then come back underneath with a left arm rip. And so he'll then have a slingshot with a rip back underneath and that allows him to get that extra little bit of separation and to avoid the tackle scrambling and getting a stalemate. So it's not just the way he's able to implement the cross chop. It's what he's able to build off it if he doesn't win immediately. Um, As I said, very polished hands. He likes that inside out footwork, very similar to Jermaine Johnson. I'm sure we talked about on the pod we did about him is his ability to win with that kind of Euro step uh, footwork to swipe jab, all those kind of things. So, You see a lot of that on Jacob Martin's tape, and it is easily his favorite pass rush move, and a hell of a lot of his sacks come from that. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet play like a jet. Luke, whenever we talk about pass rushers, we hear the phrase pass rush plan. Can you explain a little bit more about what that means? And in Jacob Martin's case, why he's actually very good at generating one. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it's easy when you're playing college football, high school football, to be the biggest, stronger guy, to line up and just bully people. Gregory Rousseau, uh, the edge out of Miami, is a perfect example of that. He lined up against Florida State and had four sacks in a game, and he didn't really have a plan. He didn't really know what he was doing. He was just bigger, stronger, and longer than the offensive lineman he was going against. When you get to the NFL, that doesn't work, especially when you're a 240-pound edge like Jacob Martin is. It's understanding this is my favorite move. This is the series of moves that I stack on top of it. But then it goes even deeper than that, Scott. It goes into, based on the tendencies of the tackle, what should I be using to defeat him that also matches up with my strengths? Or 
on a, on a particular snap, you might be thinking going into it, this is my plan. But if he tries to quick pass at me and get to the outside, this is my counter. This is how I win against X move or X type of footwork from the offensive tackle. So it's just having a game plan, understanding what you do well, how that matches up against what the tackle does poorly or the uh, deficiencies in his game. And then understanding that at all times, you have to have a clear path and you may have to change it on the fly, but having that foundation is always going to help you as a pass rusher. Can you talk a little bit more about his hand usage? Because I think he employs his hands very, very well. And that's an extremely important part of any effective pass rushers game. It is. It's, it's so crucial, especially for some of these smaller, bendier guys like a Jacob Martin type. And I actually talked about the Chiefs example with a cross chop, and that's I'm going to start there with the hand usage because the reason I liked that rep so much was because he didn't really defeat, I think it was Schwartz playing right tackle in that game. He didn't really defeat him with the cross chop move. He, you know, uh, implemented it very well and it looked great, but he was patient with his hands. So he didn't automatically win and get a free run to Patrick Mahomes. What he did then was have the ability to just continually hand fight and understand that he needed to keep the tackle's hands off his frame so that he could try and get around the corner. And again, it comes back to stacking moves and understanding, but it all starts with Jacob Martin's hands. You can be great with your feet. You can be the quickest edge rusher in the world. You need to understand location of your hand placement, but then also have some variety. We'll get into more of his pass rush moves later, but he also has that versatility. He can rip. He can chuck in a swim move. There's some different things that he can utilize, but for him and for these smaller guys, they're not so much about length, strength, power. He's more about the effectiveness of his hand placement. And then if he controls the chest or the elbow or the wrist of the offensive tackle, then he's going to win the rep because he's so explosive after that. So it's his way of countering that uh, difference in weight or in strength. It's all about the hand usage for Jacob Martin. Luke, one thing that I think you notice pretty easily when you watch Jacob Martin's tape is that he's able to win with inside moves and outside moves which doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal on the surface, but it's actually pretty important. Hugely important. Being versatile is great in the NFL because if they know that this is your calling card, you can do it at an extremely high level if you're an absolute freak like a Miles Garrett. He could do the same thing over and over again and probably get away with it. But when you're not one of those guys, you need to be able to mix it up and keep them on their toes so you don't become predictable. He definitely won more inside than I thought coming into the Jacob Martin tape. Great example against the Jets in the red zone against Texas. Um, uh, Zach Wilson looking to get the ball away quickly. George Fan in the left tackle spot. He goes into a quick pass set, something that George does quite a lot. He gets his weight a little too outside his frame when he's going into a, outside pass, a quick pass set rather. So what does Jacob Martin do? He then counters to the inside. He comes underneath with a big right arm rip. Fantastic hand placement. And we talked about having a plan and also being able to change it on the fly. A great example of that. Saw George Fant get weight on his outside foot, came back inside with the rip and won the rep. Awesome work. You'd love to see that. But then there's also times when the inside move is his first option. There was a couple of reps against Carolina. They were almost within two or three minutes of each other watching the film where I watched it and just went, that is incredible nuance and just freakish athleticism. So there was a play, Scott, where he went to the inside of Taylor Moton. Anyone that watches the Panthers, anyone that watches football, he's a high-quality tackle in the NFL. He comes inside. He wins a little bit to the inside. He throws a fake spin back to the outside. Moton freezes his feet, and then he crosses his feet over, does Jacob Martin, 
to just get back north south and slide inside of Moton and that crate a space he created with the fake spin and he gets some um, Sam Donald out of the pocket and flushes him. It was just fantastic. Uh, like the the idea of that rush to throw the fake spin, the crossover footwork. It was just a fantastic example of. Uh, how detailed he is with his footwork, with his, again, I'm going to say it, that pass rush plan. And, and another example of him winning to the inside. And you saw three or four of those in that game. You saw him beat the left tackle uh, with a similar kind of move where he faked to the inside, one quickly. He rips to the inside. There's a couple examples of swims. So he definitely had the ability to win to the outside. Sorry, to the inside. But then when you also come back to the outside rushes, there were three or four examples throughout the tape I watched where he flashed around the corner and he bent and he dipped and ripped. And what I mean by that is he isn't using that cross-chop footwork where he's skipping to the outside and swiping down. He's going for that Brian Burns, speed around the corner, dip your shoulder and see how quickly you can, can get into that backfield and keep that nice tight angle into that quarterback's lap. And he did it that pretty well and pretty effectively three or four times, as I mentioned. And I liked that versatility because if you can threaten the outside shoulder with just pure speed, that then opens up the inside shoulder and the inside hip even more for a defensive edge. So um, I was impressed. I thought the repertoire was really, really nice. The body of work in the passing game was extremely impressive. And as I said, he's going to be a sub-package player because the run defense, it isn't up to scratch, which as we kind of joked about, Scott, kind of fits into the Jets the last couple of years. But all in all, he can be that guy that you throw on the field on third down, you give Carl Lawson a blow or Jermaine Johnson, who's playing on first and second down, and he can be an extremely disruptive piece for this defense and for Robert Sala. Luke, on Flight 2022, which I must encourage everybody to watch if you haven't already, we've also got a write-up courtesy of Tommy Griffin Krantz at playlikeajet.com, and we did a podcast on the whole series, which if you haven't listened to it yet, you can go back and check it out. Myself and Tommy Griffin Krantz reviewed it if you didn't have the time to watch all five episodes, but if you did... You saw them talking behind the scenes about what they wanted to do in free agency and they discussed Jacob Martin and they called him the ideal second wave edge rusher and they indicated that they felt he would be a perfect fit in the scheme. Why do you think that is, Luke? What did the tape reveal? Once again, I think he's going to be a guy who can, I don't want to say dominate because look, this is a guy who's coming in to be a sub-package rusher, but he can be super effective out of the wide nine position. Uh, It gives him more space. It allows him to win to the outside. He can utilize that cross-chop move so easily from that uh, alignment. He then has the ability to get a runway and go to more speed to power. There were two or three examples against the Tennessee Titans where I was impressed with his ability to go through the chest and to pressure the quarterback. He had another one against uh, the Miami Dolphins. It would have been probably 2020, I think. It was against Jacoby Brissett, uh, Brissett, who was quarterback. He kind of used that wide nine alignment to go through the right tackle's chest and to pressure him and cause a pass breakup. So it allows him to do that more efficiently and to create that runway automatically and not have to rely on him doing it from a tighter alignment. Um, And then I think it also just comes back to the strengths of him and the strengths of this offense. Uh, Sorry, this defense. This defensive line is told you go after the quarterback, you pin your ears back and you go. And that's how Jacob Martin plays. He isn't so much about read and diagnose like a Jermaine Johnson. He is play with your hair on fire. I am coming for the quarterback. And if I make a mistake with my reads, you know, sometimes I'm just going to have to live with that because I'm playing aggressively. And I think that fits very well with what Robert Sulla and this defensive staff want. So I think the fit is very natural. I agree watching the film. I think he is the perfect second wave rusher and he's going to be really nice in this game. 
How does Jacob Martin complement the other players, not just on the outside, like Carl Lawson, Bryce Huff, Jermaine Johnson, but also the inside pass rushers, Quinn Williams, John Franklin Myers, because we know that they play off of each other. If the edge rushers are effective, it makes the job of the interior pass rushers easier. If the interior pass rushers are effective, it makes the job of the edge rushers easier. All the pieces really need to fit together and gel. How does Jacob Martin complement all those other pieces? I think he's a nice compliment. Speaking specifically about the edge group, you have a few guys who are bigger bodies. Um, and look, they're still explosive athletes. A Carl Lawson, a Jermaine Johnson, those guys can still go and get it, but they're not bendy speed rushes. That's just not really who they are. Jacob Martin and kind of Bryce Huff as well give you that element. I think he gives you a little bit more of a speed and dynamism that the other two may not give you, especially with Lawson coming off the Achilles injury. And we're not quite sure how quickly he'll bounce back or if at all to the level he played in 2020. So I think he gives you that element that maybe was missing from this. Even a guy like Vinnie Curry, he doesn't give you that. Um, John Franklin Myers played on the edge a bit last year. So I think you're getting more explosion and the ability to win quickly around the edge. And then as far as how he meshes with the rest of the group, anytime you can strengthen the edge, it's going to help the interior. And Quinnen Williams and John Franklin Myers may be the best two players on this football team, or definitely on, on the defense. And if you can create more width, and more of a, a stress on the outside shoulder of the tackle. You can make sure you eliminate him. You can try and get more one-on-ones. You can be more creative with your with your scheme. Um, so I think he's just going to – he's another piece. He's another chess piece for Robert Sala. Uh, there's so many multiple bits that can move around. There's so many options. And the good thing is you can play to his strengths because he does not have to see the field on first and second down or these second and short situations, they can get him out there when he needs to. There are guys who can do the run defense stuff for him. They can play John Franklin Myers as a big edge on the outside on obvious running situations. They can have Jermaine Johnson out there. That's where he kind of fits well with those pieces because his weaknesses and deficiencies, they line up with the strengths of some of the other guys that can cover for him. Luke, anything about Jacob Martin that you think we should touch on that we haven't talked about yet? Overall, Scott, I think the running game stuff is is pretty it's pretty average to be honest. And look, it's not through a lack of effort. He's just a lighter frame, two hundred and forty five pound edge. And as I said, he's pretty instinctual in a negative way, if that makes sense. There were times early in the season, I think about the Carolina Panthers game, where he misdiagnosed a QB read, and sometimes he'll just get it all wrong at the mesh point and he'll crash down and he'll lead the outside unattended to Sam Donald had a touchdown. So sometimes he can get out of his gap and lack some discipline, but that's just him wanting to make a play. And I think Robert Sala will accept that with what comes off it from the pass rushing perspective, but he just gets moved a little bit. He can be slightly over aggressive. He has kind of a want to get to the football. Sometimes he'll leave his gap, get a little bit washed inside, which is a bit of a concern. So he needs to play with a little more gap integrity, but again, that's not really asked of him in this system either, which is a good thing for Jacob Martin. But on the whole, I think his run defense is, is a little below average for sure, and that's why I think you know, you're know you not going to see him on the field on first and second down a ton. Uh, fingers crossed there's no injuries, but look, that's why his role is crystal clear. And don't get this mistaken. They're paying him pretty good money. I think he has a $15, $18 million contract over three years, They're some, something in that range. They're paying him decent money. And he's going to be their sub-package rusher, and he's going to have a great opportunity to have five or six sacks and be super successful. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down your All-22 review 
of the Jets' newest edge rusher, Jacob Martin, with me. Really appreciate it. The full review, if you want to watch it, is up right now over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Luke, talk a little bit about what's up on our YouTube channel, what's going to be coming up over the next couple of weeks, and what people can find when they go to our store over at tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. Yeah, Scott, the tea public stuff is awesome. Um, I've talked about it a few times on the pod, but my partner Alex has helped with the design. We've got some great Zach Wilson merch, the Zach the Ripper range, the Zach Wilson says go long with that famous throw against the Tennessee Titans and really the highlight of his first half of his rookie season. You've got the Quinn and Williams and John Franklin Myers, bless you, thank you range, play like a jet logo merch. And as I say, it's versatile. You can do anything with it. It's not just here's a T-shirt, buy the T-shirt. You can make stickers. You can put it on jumpers, sweats, hats, phone cases. So make sure you go and get yourself some cool merch, uh, get some gifts for your family and friends heading into the season. And then across on the YouTube channel, uh, I kind of mentioned George Fan earlier in this uh, review podcast. I've got a big video coming up on him breaking down some of the strengths, some of the weaknesses, maybe how the stats slide a little bit, but he was still really good. So stay tuned on that piece. And I'm starting a new series called Jets X's and O's where I'm going to look at some staples of the Mike LaFleur offense and just kind of open the curtain and, and shine a light on those and give people a breakdown of some of the things um, schematically that Mike LaFleur liked to do and why he got so much better later in the season. So there'll be three or four minute videos every week. We'll take a look at some different plays and concepts and kind of just share some football knowledge. Make sure you check out everything we've got up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash play like a jet. Follow Luke on Twitter at Luke Grant seven. Also make sure that you visit our store, tpublic.com, teepublic.com, and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com <laughs>